Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We taped Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guests today are Jason Stoner and Stephen Rogers, two wonderful friends who are known locally for their exceptional foodie and presentation skills. Jason and Stephen host a Sunday dinner with a special unique theme each month that is closely followed by local foodies. Thousands of people watch on social media to see what creation and decor these two will come up with. Only a few guests are selected each month, so nabbing an invitation is a feat, to say the least. This month's Sunday dinner centered on a Tex-Mex menu featuring beef enchiladas on homemade tortillas and sour cream sauce with assorted sides, all freshly prepared. The evening's playlist was Tejano Classics on Spotify. The event was hosted in honor of Emmeline Grace Quibido, a, a young child who was recently diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma cancer. The lucky attendees won a raffle in support of Moving Mountains for Emmy. I'll include the GoFundMe link for Emmy in my website show notes. Jason Stoner and Stephen Rogers, thank you for sharing your story today. Welcome to Discover Lafayette. Thank, thank you for having us, Jay. Yes. So we are pretty new friends mm-hmm. this year, and we've really spent a lot of time together. I want to first thank you for what you did in my campaign for mayor president. I haven't brought that into the show until after the primary, but— um, your love and support and contributions were invaluable. Thank you. You're very welcome. We had so much fun with that. Well, thank you. And also, before we get started, I want to thank Jason Sikora for taping today. We're in Raider Studios, obviously. And uh, Jason, thank you for making this happen. Oh, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Before we get into the foodie and the the Sunday dinner discussion, would you each tell me about um, what you do, your, your day job, and how you kind of get through life? So, Stephen, if you want to start— mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised in Lafayette, um, moved away with an oil crunch after high school, mm. moved back after Katrina, um, and uh, settled in the area again. And um, currently, I work a few days at uh, Alberto's Fine Furnishings, um, and uh, I also do uh, manufacture soft goods, uh, pillows, draperies uh, for local designers. Right. And then Jason? I moved here 13 years ago or so um, from Dallas, and uh, I work. I, I continue to work for a company remotely that's in the DFW area, uh, specializing in direct mail. And then um, I'm somewhat instrumental in Foodies of Lafayette, uh, a group here on Facebook, uh, as well as the Foodies of Lafayette website that we created uh that also shares member recipes, mm-hmm. events, anything foodie. Were you in the media in the past? Did I read that? Did you ever work? I worked on TV? for a television station when I was in high school. What'd it, you do? Uh, the Mesquite ISD had their own television and radio oh, okay. station. The district? The district. And that was my senior year co op class. And so, half uh, co op, you would go to class. For half the day, and mm-hmm. the other half the day, you would work. How fun! And so I worked at the television station, and actually covered a show called The Sports Report, 
uh, on a cable station. <laughs> and so I handled all the music, the chroma key, you know, uh, it, it was fun because uh, the teachers in the morning would have their aerobics class. And so they would come in really early in the morning in front of the chroma key screen and and, and uh, it was fun. do their aerobics. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. As you were talking, I thought, wow, you know, y'all both have great voices. You really seem to have a kind of a radio Thank voice, you. you know, or TV voice, maybe. <laughs> Thank so, you very much. Yes, it's my pleasure. <laughs> well, let's jump in. You two, um, while you have day gigs, you're really known, at least in my sphere, for what you do to create just spectacular experiences locally. And I mean, Stephen, I'm thinking about you first with your design skills. Mm -hmm. You go in and you create the ambiance, right? Like you're you're really the decorator. Um, I am the tablescape yeah. you creator. Are? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and so, you know, after we have hashed out, um, and now that we're at a, a, doing a once a month, uh, it was a little more of a time crunch when we were doing it once a week. Um, then once we hash out what the menu is, well, then I'll, um, you, go in you know, yeah, I start, yeah, I start collecting, right. uh, for uh, the tablescape, what you know, dishes we're going to use, mm -hmm. uh, drinkware according to what's going to be served, uh, cocktails and such, um, all the silverware, napkins, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Jason, how did this start? How did the Sunday dinner event come about? In 2017, I think we celebrated someone's birthday. In the family. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was a child or one of ours, but I don't remember. But we decided to have a nice dinner. And the kids that lived here at that time came. And, uh, of course, they they had a significant other with them. And so there was always six of us at the table. So um, Ben and Maddie and then, uh, you know, whoever they had come. After that first dinner, one of the one of the ladies said, I wish we could do this more often. This was really nice. It because was on a Sunday. You, you did it for them. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we did it for them. And, and of course, yeah, they're young adults at, at mm -hmm. that point. They're still young adults. But um, they really loved it, and mm -hmm. we loved it. And so they said, why don't we do this? It, it, it's evolved into a weekly thing. And we never thought Ben, our son Ben, would really want to do that. Would he want to interrupt his Sunday every Sunday to come to dinner? And he loved it as well. It'd be like in the evening, kind of a six-ish It's always event. at six o'clock. Mm -hmm. And he they would come in, and we never repeat. Uh, you know, we would never repeat the menu. And and this was uh, 2017, so before COVID, mm -hmm. they would come and they would sit down and enjoy almost like a date night dinner at once a week. Was it a production like it is now? It Did is. you prepare the place cards and the— it was a production, Flowers yes. And, yeah. I, I think we do a little bit more over the top now that we can plan mm -hmm. a whole month. Mm -hmm. But we still did very nice dinners when we were doing them weekly. Were you always a chef? Oh no, Jason. No, but no. I've always enjoyed. No? I've always enjoyed cooking. Uh -huh. uh, like pick up Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. Something happens to me. No, I've just always enjoyed cooking. So from. From day one, uh, even when the kids were young, I would pull them into the kitchen and we would cook together. Uh, I was always the cook in the house. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and, and much simpler things than what we pull off now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, dinner was all always me. Let's give people a visual. I know we're just, you know, recording this and not video. But, Stephen, if you can kind of describe how you present things and what goes into creating the decor and the ambiance for your monthly Sunday dinners. Yeah, once we um, 
once we land on what the cuisine will be for that for that night, um, and like Jason said, we never we never repeat anything. Um, oftentimes, we are eating something that we possibly have never had before. So we don't know, are we doing it right? Does this taste right? Um, like, for example, we did uh, German uh, schnitzel one night. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you you know, never tested it? Rotten. You'd never tested it? No, I, I had never, I've never had it. <laughs> you don't do a run-through? Sometimes I do now. Yeah, now, <laughs> after yeah. the German. Yeah, but quite honestly, we have only had one huge flop. Thank God it was oh, with the kids. okay. And that was a beef Wellington that I oh. used the pate, the liver, instead of mushroom. Oh. I will never do that again. It was well, that's, horrible. No, but did anybody know? Oh, oh yeah, the every, kids knew. Everyone knew. Yeah, we kind of slid it off to the side of the plate it and didn't eat that nasty. part of the dinner. It was nasty. Give it to the dog. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was nasty. Even the dog didn't like it? No, no the dogs don't like it. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and it got all soggy and just gross. <laughs> it yeah. just gross. Thank God it was the, yeah. the kids instead of right. Foodies of Lafayette members. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned, Stephen, in the intro that this was a Tex-Mex this, this month, November mm-hmm. 2023. Yeah. So what did you do for that? So so with that, um, <clears throat> um well, a little bit of a backstory is that, quite honestly, like my grandparents moved here from South Texas. They were near the Padre uh, or uh, Corpus Christi area. And so when they moved here in 1960, when they built their house 10 years later, they did a Southern Mexican Tex- Texas-style home. And, um, and we've kept the integrity of mm-hmm. that house, even though mm-hmm. um, we were underwater, I mean, two feet of underwater uh, in 16 and so um, uh, Mexican food, being that Jason obviously is from the Texas area, you know, Mexican food is close to our hearts um, on, on both those levels. And so um, so with this meal, uh, being that we were coming right off of Halloween, but in a, a very important um, uh, uh, celebration um, is uh, Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. which is kind of like an All Saints Day. But right. it's more of honoring our past. Uh, those people that, you know, in our families and friends who have passed already. And it's, uh, you know, it's days-long celebration rather than just a day. And so we incorporated that into the the tablescape as well Um, because while we were remodeling the house after the flood, um, every decision we made was based on what my grandmother would have liked. Really? Uh, because she was, Aww. you know, she's she's my spirit animal when it comes to design. Um, she was a very creative, loving, uh, f- very flamboyant, you know, anti-mame type woman um, who passed too early. Um, and so... Um, so knowing that we were we were doing uh, the the Mexican, I wanted to look and see what exactly was out there when it came to cocktails that were specific for that event. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, a Mexican cocktail called a cantarita. Um, it comes in its own little special. Uh, uh, barro, which is mud uh, cup. Um, it's glazed on the inside. And then there's a little Mexican game called lo- La Loteria, which is almost like bingo. And so uh, these cantaria, cantaria cups actually have figures from Loteria. So um, like El Borracho, the drunk, or La Dama, the lady, or um, El Pajaro, the bird. Um, and so... This is a very, very fresh drink. It's it's uh, almost, well, mostly uh, citrus juices mm-hmm. um, and then obviously white 
tequila. Okay, obviously, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have tequila in there. It kind of sets the stage, right? It does. It does. It does. It does. And guess who got the drunk? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. did? That was my glass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a, 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 El Diabolita, the little devil. The um, little devil. Yeah, little devil. But so so we knew we were, we were going in that way. And then, like I said, and then I wanted to make it a little more fun. So we did play Loteria during the, um, mm-hmm. you know, during dessert. Um, but as the guest came in, um, they had to choose one of the Loteria cards uh, based on the cup. And uh, whatever card they chose is the cup they got for that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also became their place marker at the table. Um, so um, so really, the stage was set for an exciting evening. It was. And my family was lucky enough to be invited by you both mm-hmm. in July. And I remember the anticipation walking up the door to your house. Your yard is gorgeous. Your whole house is gorgeous. But you opened the door for us, and I mean, it was just— it was breathtaking, just beautiful for our theme. And then I was watching you cook, Jason. You were preparing. You had prepared, of course, for days ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But everything is fresh, right? Oh, yes. I yes. mean, everything's fresh. Yeah. Maybe as not much sourced. As we can, yeah. you know, early. Right. But, yeah, pull it off, put it together the day of. Yeah. Absolutely. So talk about your side of this partnership. So you source locally and other places? Like, where do you get your ingredients? I do. I try to source locally as much as possible. Sometimes I have to uh, order something from north or even I've ordered crackers from England, uh, so worldwide. But I always try to source locally. Um, I know Coastal Plains Meat Company has helped me with, out with some meat, uh, as well as uh, City Girl Farms and the microgreens and the edible flowers that she mm-hmm. provides that just— sets our dinners over the top. Mm -hmm. You know, we eat with our eyes first, so we want to plate beautifully, uh, just like a fancy restaurant would. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that always helps us uh, set the meal over the top. I love the stuff that she provides. So as much as we can, we shop locally. Like I said, there's there's been times that I've had to go to Seattle for mushrooms because we just don't have them here. Uh, what kind would that be? They're chanterelles, but we did, they weren't in season, or they, gotcha. they had a bad season here. Mm-hmm. So I had to order them from a place in Seattle. Charcoal crackers that we did for our tapas dinner, uh, those I had to order from England. I could not find charcoal crackers anywhere in the States. Really? Even Amazon? Looking. Even Amazon. Wow. I could not find, yeah. So yeah. there are times that I have to order uh-huh. from out, outside the area, but I always try to source everything locally. Well, let's talk about a typical dinner then. So it's once a month on a Sunday, uh, six in the evening. As you're cooking and I guess sourcing things, you take photos, or do both of you take photos? I've looked on your Facebook at many of the events, and you can go just to Jason. Is it okay if we give your Facebook? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Jason Floyd Stoner. On Facebook, and I don't know if you have all this, Stephen, on yours. All no, the I don't. I, no, um, I do yeah. an Instagram page, and I uh-huh. do a lot of the tablescapes on the Instagram okay. page. Well, then I'll get that from you for our show sure. notes. Yeah, yeah. But I went back through to prepare for this, and I know Jason, you document shopping, the dicing, the cutting, you whipping up things like you. Yeah, I really it's, try it's to really tell a story. It's really fascinating. I do. I try to tell a story throughout the whole process. So a lot of times you'll see pictures of me preparing the food. And it's kind of a step-by-step. I try to put those in order when I post mm-hmm. on Facebook, uh, but sometimes it's squirrely. But, um, yeah, I like to document the whole thing, especially, you know, if it's an Asian meal, I really love. I'm a kid in Disney World in an Asian market, and I can stay there for half a day 
you know, people in town say, you know, we want a Trader Joe's. No, I want an H Mart. You, you know, do? Really? I, I want an Asian market. And the same is true for uh, this last <laughs> dinner and going to the Mexican market. I saw Those that, are yeah. so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you see things that you just don't see every day. You mm-hmm. know, so I, that's— Is that where you got the meat? The beef? Did you buy I it got there? Some, I got the chorizo from there. Uh-huh. Yeah. The beef, I actually um, I bought from Sam's. It was filet. Mm-hmm. I, I use filet in the burritos. So, but then you um, or in the freshly ground, ground up. I saw yeah. the pictures. I, I mean, Jason, it it's fabulous. The other Jason's core. And that's here. one of the yeah. things that we do. Anything we can make, we make. Mm-hmm. I made my own sour cream. And the tortillas. The tortillas, yeah. Unbelievable, like from scratch. So anything we can make. So pulling off Mexican really isn't that hard. But if you're purchasing all those things, especially well, time consuming, if you sit and you make them yeah. from hand, you know, uh, that's that just makes it over the top. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. I think that that's one of the things that we need to keep bringing back to the table is that we are not professional chefs. We this is a passion. This mm-hmm. is a love for food and the love of, of providing people that we you know, love, you know, with this gift that, you know, that we give. Um, and so yeah. that's why it's really important. The videos and the, and the, the documentation is really important because, you know, Sally homemaker, who's at home, she can do this. Mm-hmm. He can, he can do this, you know? Um, uh, now we obviously have a lot more, uh, equipment mm-hmm. as we've picked up, you know, over the, you know, over the course of five years. But again, you know, if you wanted to make tortillas, you can make tortillas. You can, you can do that in an afternoon. You don't necessarily have to have, go down to, you know, the grocery and pick up a pack mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. provide your, your family with, you know, with fresh tortillas in an afternoon. Right. Right. So you do this every month and you don't always know the guests, right? How do you select your guests? Like if it's not a raffle or friends, let's say, mm-hmm. Because I really did feel honored to be asked to come. Thank you. Um, but I know you pick. Do you pick from foodies of Lafayette? We do pick fans? from foodies. Sometimes we'll have friends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll invite friends. But a lot of times we pick from foodies. And the way that I choose that, and I have a list. I currently have a list of people on waiting list. Waiting list. Um, I choose uh, people that interact with the post, the Sunday dinner post. And a lot of times they stand out because it's every every time we uh, post something, they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you know, this is great. Mm-hmm. And so I'll usually invite those people is how I choose mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're engaged. Right. They know what it is. Right. So it, it would be wasted on someone that doesn't know what it is. So I wonder how many you've done at this point, 52 weeks a year. I guess you skip Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't know if you we take holidays. We will be holidays. skipping December. And, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, Although we'll we didn't skip last December. No, we didn't because skip we had last Heidi season. And West, um, oh, Heidi. Heidi yeah. and McDonald's. Westford, yeah. 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 Um, Your foodies of Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my partner in yeah, crime. Yeah, partner in crime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we don't skip very often, but there, there's times we, you know, we may even skip Mardi Gras. You know, that's such mm-hmm. a busy time, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see what happens there. But, uh, but you've given hundreds of these at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, because I would say the first three and a half years was 52 weeks, mm-hmm. you know, really. And, and still, just not repeating these these dinners is just crazy. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you have to really explore, right? Uh, menus, uh, you know, to, to to pull that together. So, let me ask you this: if you haven't, you've documented it with photos. I don't know if you did that from the beginning or just, you know, as you kind of got more into the the rhythm of what you're doing, but. Do you have any plans to um, to bring this to a different level so that people can visually uh, enjoy the movement? You know, not just pictures. Yeah, I absolutely do. I've got I've got this idea to take from the planning all the way to the execution of the dinner, sitting down uh, to video format. 
as a, as a small like YouTube show mm-hmm. that shows the planning, us talking about it. There's always that moment that we sit down and it's usually right after our Sunday dinner, especially when it was weekly. So right after our Sunday dinner, there's a moment on the back patio that I will look at him and I will say, what's next? Mm-hmm. And we will start throwing out ideas, kicking out ideas, and we don't always know. But by, by especially when it was weekly, by that Wednesday, we would know. Mm-hmm. And then it's executing the shopping. Now, we have a lot more time to pull it over the top, but it's still that way. There's a moment that I will look at him and say, what are we doing next? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes he has an idea, and I'm, we run with it. And sometimes it's my idea, and we run with it. Uh, but we work really well together at pulling off the dining room, the music, every you know, the atmosphere is all him, the dessert, everything that we do I to think make it. We over actually the had one one guest, um, and um, you know, we obviously we have to get up from the table to prepare the next, mm-hmm. you know, the next course, uh, and so uh, I'm I I am really more of the sous chef, sous chef. Um, in the kitchen at that point, and uh, and plating while you know he's he's finishing up, and so um, one of our guests said, "Oh my gosh, to see the two of you know, move in tandem in you know without like touching each other, without bouncing off of each other, um, it's almost like watching you guys dance, oh, um, you know, in the kitchen." And it's like it never it never occurred to me that we do that, and we but we do. But it's practice, know? I'm sure. Yeah, you probably did run into each other at the beginning. Well, huh? that was why when we flooded, we were like. We're making a bigger kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's I need, open. It's I need to be able to get around the oven well, when it's open. Own space. But there's uh-huh. like his job. Like it, it's almost like we have jobs. And one of the first things I had, I need him to do, because when once we greet people into, into the kitchen, you walk in, in into our kitchen, mm-hmm. I need him to give them a cocktail and get them out of my kitchen. <laughs> you know, that's what I really need. I need to say my highs, but I need everybody to yeah. kind of move to the Tour of the, the house. Yeah. And so we'll tour the house because it really is some it, it is really beautiful. is unique. Yeah. And um so he, he really has that. And we will talk about the flow. We will actually talk about this flow. And if, like, for tapas, that was crazy amount of dishes. Those were all pulled out and labeled of what went on them because I would not remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was everything we had in the cabinet was out there that we were going to put small plates together with. So we really do have jobs. And so, he, like, I said, like he said, you know, he'll plate a lot of times. I'll, I'll do the first one. It looks good. And he mm-hmm. will follow that cue. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, right before it hits the table, there's always that picture for our post. Right. And, yeah. Right. You know? So what's holding you back from doing your YouTube show? Well, right now, (laughs) (laughs) my day job, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how I make my money. Um, So right now, my day job is really holding me back. I've just switched jobs, and it's it's kind of uh, busy. Yeah, Yeah, the focus is not there. I am taking video. I am doing the videos. I just don't have time to put them together, to edit them. A lot of work goes into that. Oh, gosh. Do you know how to do that? I do know how to do that. Mm -hmm. I have all the tools. It's just, again, it. it takes a long time. So to pull this dinner off and take the video and then get that ready. So I'm saving them. I'm saving them. I can post video at another time. Mm-hmm. As long but as you I'm have the taking content. it, I have them. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. I do post some video here and there on the foodies page. Uh, mm-hmm. I have done some, and they're just short. They're really short, easy videos, you know. Um, but where my goal is to get to a, somewhat of a show with that. Right. Yeah. I think that would inspire so many people, you know. I mean, if they don't know what to do or where to start. They don't have to recreate the whole thing. They can just get the vibe. Correct. You know, even right. paper plates that match everything, you know, would be fun. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Like college kids. And- yeah. Well, because, you know, one of the things that really kind of set us off is that um, 
you know, once everybody moved away, all the kids moved away, and it was really just the two of us, we we bought one of those box dinners. You know, Martha Stewart had one, mm-hmm. Freshly has one, you know. And one of the things that we, we learned was, like, techniques in the kitchen and eating things that we had maybe never had before, like celery root. Um, oh, and what yeah. exactly does that do? And, mm-hmm. you know, and glycemic index on that and, you know, versus a, eating a potato or, you know, that, that sort of thing. It also taught us more of like portion control because with six kids in between us, um, we are typically, we, we were used to cooking for a lot of people. Yeah. And then when it's just the two of us and, um, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of leftovers. So, um, you know, how do we how do we portion it down and realizing that you could take a single chicken breast and the two of us can have a meal mm-hmm. on a single chicken breast, right. you know? Um, you won't eat you know. meatloaf for breakfast? Well, there are a couple of things. I like, do. I mean, if it's in the fridge, it's like now, zap, yes, you know? a fried steak sandwich, a meat, cold meatloaf sandwich, and gumbo. Those are going to be my go-tos. If it's in the fridge, it's uh-huh. mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, no, I get you. I get you. Know? It can be cold. Yeah, it can be cold. I do heat it up with ketchup. <laughs> yeah. So you really, y'all have morphed into like one creative team. Well, oh, absolutely. We have. Yeah. We have. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, um, it really takes both of us to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I will always be his backup like I said, when it comes to plating so that he can, you know, finish up whatever he needs to do last minute. Um, and, uh, and like, and like he had said before, you know, whisking people off to allow him those last 10, 15 minutes in the kitchen, you know, um, which are literally the, some of the most crucial, yeah. yeah, crucial parts of, you know, um, maybe if you'd had you that know. 15 minutes, the pate wouldn't have messed up. Oh no, that <laughs> was just bad. That was just, <laughs> that bad. Was just bad. I should have just chosen a different. I'm never going to forget but that one. Yeah, around just, that. yeah was that was just you. bad. Uh-huh. You know, I, I got an email this week. It was, I love Costco. I probably mentioned that to y'all because it's mm-hmm. just, I really like some of their package stuff, but I saw this email. You can get Thanksgiving, like you're talking about a kit mm-hmm. and it, I, I clicked it to see how much they charge. And I was kind of shocked. It was $1.99. 99. What do you get for that? Well, you get a, a turkey that you still have to bake. And then it was sides that were pretty simple, like mashed potatoes and corn and stuff. And I thought you could really make that for less than $50. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because there was no liquor in it. Uh, there wasn't anything that high end. Right. But I guess it was just that people think, well, let me just get the box and I'll be ready. Right. Yeah. But the whole fun of some of these special occasions is whipping the mashed potatoes and Getting the corn and the peas and, you know, I equate fresh. A dinner a lot of times to, to pulling off a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Many people spend days in the kitchen for Thanksgiving, like we do for a Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, and so really it it's is love. like that. It's and, a labor and, of love. And now I, I say, you know, we're like a pop-up restaurant every month. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what it's going to be, you know. So we never tell anyone what we're, what what right. we're going to be serving. Right. So they, they show up. That's when they learn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask, hey, are you good with anything? You right. know, I don't. So, right. but yeah, right. it's crazy. You know, I want to get in Foodies of Lafayette while we're here because we've mentioned it, but we had interviewed Heidi mm-hmm. um, McDonald um, yeah. previously. I guess that was a few months back. Yeah. And that was her inspiration. And then you were a frequent contributor. And that's when you became really one of the main administrators. And uh, has that experience, I know that came along after Sunday dinner, but has that experience inspired you? And uh, if you can talk both of you about your involvement, Stephen, I'm not sure, but has Absolutely. that inspired you? I 
have done so much, and I love I love the group. Mm-hmm. I've made so many friends through that group and close friends at this point. So I, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful group. It is inspiring because it's all you know. It's all positive. Mm-hmm. No one can talk crap on Foodies of Lafayette, and I think that's why it's so successful. And just this last week, we hit sixty thousand members. That's amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah, it seems I mean, like that's it was a third forty of something thousand. I mean, you've like yeah, you just and so exponentially it's grown. just really a great mm-hmm. source for. Uh, a lot of times, it's what's the best burger. That happens a lot. Um, but uh, what's a good date night place? What's well, yeah. a good date night place? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I try to contribute as much as I can there because that page or that group actually drives the health of everything else we're doing. Everything else that we want to do it it drives the website. Uh, it drives any events that we may be having. So mm-hmm. it, it's really important that that stay healthy on the on the Facebook. Group page. It's so effective that there's. I don't remember their names. You might know just from this description. It, it's an Italian uh, restaurant. They just opened, or they have a new food truck location. Yes. But I don't remember the name of the young couple. A pizza. Yeah. 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 But they're they really got jump started because of foodies. They were making it at home. Yeah. And, and yeah. you could go to their home and pick up a pizza. When I read that, know. I kind of cringed. I thought yeah. they, they didn't get in trouble, though, right? No. Go. No, no. But, but I mean, was it was their jump off point to doing to, the food and truck. And now they're. And eventually, yeah, you can yeah. see where yeah. they would could move over to a brick and mortar, you mm-hmm. know, once they, you know, once they get that out of there. Mm-hmm. Very much like that's the way Marcello's, the restaurant itself started, you know. I mean, it was um, a little tiny store, and they had actually purchased the house behind them. And so the mother was making sauces and they were bringing it over and serving it in the restaurant. And then they just got bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. to who they are today. You yeah. Know? It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi actually sat down with them and uh, for a restaurant spotlight. Marcellus? I, haven't, I haven't pulled it together. Yeah. Heidi sat, uh, sat new, down new, uh, pizza. with the pizza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with the pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if I saw it in the news or on foodies, but it, I know it crossed over. I think they made the news. Mm-hmm. They made yeah, the yeah. local I need business to try news. That pizza. I, I know. Maybe we should go one afternoon and I would love that. To the, where is where are they on Johnston? What location is is that down? I remember, I saw Johnston Street. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you thought I'd be asking you? Because I wanted you to promote your dreams. Because I think if people hear this, they're going to probably be pushing you more, and you'll you'll figure out your day, your time. You know, right. Um, one, I will say this though. One of the one of the things that has really changed is that obviously Jason is not from Lafayette, where I was born and raised here. And so when he moved here, um, he inherited my friends, good and bad. Um, and, <laughs> and then, but through Poker this, face here. <laughs> but through this, but through this, um, this, this, the media, um, he has his own friends, um, and. Um, and, you know, he has met a lot of people. And I have a friend that just moved back uh, to Lafayette from Austin after being gone for 30-something years. And um, he was tongue-in-cheek kind of making fun of us. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever, a foodies thing. And we were sitting in a restaurant with him. And this woman walks up and she says, so what's on Sunday dinner? Um, and he was flabbergasted because he, people knew who we were. And uh, the crazy part about this whole thing is now Elizabeth is probably one of our best friends. Uh, we go, you know, to dinner often, and you know, and our families are together, and you know, yeah. Um, and so what? You know, what a great thing that all of these positive things have happened because of food. And because you're putting out what you love, mm-hmm. you know, you're putting oh, yeah, it out passion. there. It's it's just contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Y'all are married. We are. When did you get married? 12. 2012. You don't know your date? We flew to to New York uh, because it wasn't legal here. Right. And then uh, it became legal here. Mm -hmm. Did you have Uh, to redo your ceremony or was it honored? We did. did. Uh, The Masonic Lodge downtown, the old Masonic Lodge. Mm -hmm. Remember, Uh, I don't know what it is now. It's it's a beautiful building with the balcony. We we came back and we got married here with with our uh, kids involved and Mm -hmm. family, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Jason, you've been listening intently. Indeed, I have. I do have some questions for you guys. Okay. All right. First of all, thank you for being here. Let's get the the easy one out of the way. Uh, How do we find you on Facebook, Instagram, website, all the ways to contact you? How would I go about that? Okay. Uh, Foodies of Lafayette on Facebook uh, is a group. And so if you're interested in joining a group all about food, then join there. We also have a website, foodiesoflafayette.com. Okay. And that website has some merchandise on it. It has some events on it. Uh, it's it's pretty new, so we are changing and providing more content all the time. Member recipes are on that website oh, really? as well. Oh, cool. So there's not a whole lot out there right now, but yep. I'm encouraging people every day, hey, upload a recipe yep. so that it'll be here. I want it to be a good resource for recipes, local recipes. Okay. As far as my personal Facebook fa- page, that's Jason Floyd Stoner okay. on Facebook. And I do have an Instagram as well, uh, which I believe is Jason Stoner. As okay. Well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and, and for those who visit the website, this is a good reason to go back on a regular basis. Yeah. Right? See what's new and exciting. Absolutely. And, and again, we're, we're trying to add as much as we can. We've got a what's coming yep. page out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Is awesome. your shrimp cocktail recipe on the website. <laughs> I believe that shrimp cocktail <laughs> recipe is. So that is probably <laughs> really one of the most popular. Huh? It is. It's yeah. so colorful and delicious. It is so fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fresh. So when I was preparing last week's Sunday dinner, I remembered the day of that I was going to make it. <gasps> Doesn't it take several days? No, the shrimp mm-hmm. cocktail I can make it a day. Really? But, um, yeah. No, oh, it's a lot of uh, <laughs> But work. I was like, oh, crap, I didn't— <laughs> Do that, so we didn't have a starter. It was fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, there are those oh crap moments. But oh yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. What uh, what's how exotic do you guys get with your food? What's the most exotic dish that you have presented? Mm. I will say the most challenging was a couple months ago. We did dim sum. Oh okay. And dim sum, I did soup dumplings. Okay. And that was pretty exotic because you have to get the aspic. You have to make the aspic, which in order to make a soup dumpling, you need, uh, you, you basically congeal fat, you know, broth. Oh, uh, yeah. Congeal. And that way you can stuff the dumpling while it's cold. And then when you steam the dumpling, it turns to soup inside the dumpling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. And so when you pop that open into a spoon, you know, a big Asian serving or a big Asian spoon, then the soup runs out. And so you slurp the soup. And then you eat the dumpling. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we we do get pretty exotic. Uh, the sour broughton he was talking about is is wine in a vinegar base of okay. meat. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting. There's some things going down that's pretty interesting. Okay. The, is Thai your favorite? Thai is my favorite uh-huh. food. It is. Oh. See, I don't even down. know. Is that Thai? What you were just talking about, the dumpling? No, it's actually Chinese. part of yeah Ch- Chinese, and it's oh, actually see, the know. original brunch. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so in that was the other part of it, and you know, in in in, in researching these, um, that was the concept of brunch, 
And so, oh. and and the traditional would be like you would have carts of food that would come around and you would select those things oh. off of the cart that you would like to eat. Oh, um, man, I want you to do a book. I was thinking the your, same thing. I mean, to do <laughs> but, the whole history that you learn along with it, right? I mean, the video stuff is great and I think you should do all that. Let's but do it. I think a book would be amazing. Come on, guys, let's get with it. <laughs> we'll do a book. In your spare Sunday, time. <laughs> Sunday dinners. It's kind of like a history of what you guys yeah. are doing mm -hmm. and some photos and recipes. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because I think that, you know, I know that with my mom's generation in particular, you know, in the, you know, being young with kids in the 60s and 70s, you know, she, her go-to was always going to be a box or a TV dinner because mm -hmm. that was hot. That was happening right then. Yep. And then we kind of lost like really how easy food could be. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Swanson. Absolutely. TV yeah. They so terrible. One of the, one of the gifts that I was given is one of my great grandmother's uh, original pudding recipes. And we would always do banana pudding. That was our thing. Oh, yeah. mm. um, and I will tell you, like, once you have Ma Harper's banana pudding, like nothing, nothing compares to it. Um, but when you realize that you have all of those ingredients in your pantry mm -hmm. all of the time, you're going to have pudding all of the time, vanilla, mm -hmm. tapioca, chocolate, whatever. Um, and it's just as easy, but mm -hmm. yet better than the box jello. No uh, preservatives, like not, not as many preservatives. No, yeah. no. I mean, because it's, it's, like I said, again, it's staples, mm -hmm. you know, that you have, uh, you, know, in your, yeah. you know, in your kitchen all the time. Yeah. And so, um, and, you know, you know, to, to uh, uh, bring that back. Is you know is another thing that we are we're doing on a on a monthly basis you know because it is real easy just to kind of open up a box and say oh here's dinner but it's very different when you go back through the whole process. Oh, and cooking is so therapeutic. We were kidding before the show. I was crying in the kitchen yesterday, making my chili and chopping things, listening to. And Karen know, Carpenter singing. I needed to do that, though. What's interesting that is that we do two different things. So Jason is very much about the entree, <laughs> and I'm very much about the dessert. Okay. And so, and it really is two different things. Right. Jason and I makes a horrible dessert because he 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 actually cooks. You know, with the, the spirits, you know, in, in terms of how much garlic goes in something or oh, yeah. how much, you know, flavor. And you can't do that when it comes to baking. No, it's science. science. Two different yeah. things. It yeah. is. Right. It is. If you want something to rise, it's very different than something that's going to mm -hmm. be flat. Yep. We you switch know. for, what, a month? Yes. When we were doing it weekly, and I was like, after about a month, I was like, I do not want to bake anymore. It's I don't much want to do desserts. Yeah. My, my desserts were good, but I also chose things that were difficulty level <laughs> like over the top, like you know, the souffle. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. We need to start wow. with yeah, cookies yeah, brownies. and kind of work your yeah. way up there. <laughs> Betty Crocker. <laughs> okay, favorite dishes. I have to ask, Cajun or non-Cajun, what's your favorite dish? I guess to make or to eat. Oh, that's a good question. I think I've heard it before. I love Tom Ka Thai soup. I love it. I, th okay. I think it. So that's one of my favorite things to eat. I what also enjoy making that. Tom. Tom Kaw. And um, if you're sick, that will cure just about anything. Mm. That that soup okay. is amazing. It has everything but the kitchen sink. And in if it. you don't want anybody around you, yeah, that also helps because it is, <laughs> it one is a of stinky the soup. Stinkiest soups that you like. It smells is a like stinky feet. soup. Um, but you can do the Tom Yum version, mm -hmm. and it doesn't smell. <laughs> Tom Yum. Tom Yum and Tom Kaw. Uh, <laughs> Bangkok Thai, they do it very well. <laughs> they do. Um, as far as preparing, you know, I love to prepare pasta 
I have my KitchenAid attachment where I can sheet the pasta and make the pasta. And I've gotten really good at it. At first, I was fumbling around with it. But now I'm really pretty good with it. And so when you make a fresh pasta, there's something about that. And it's always good. But that's the most fun I have. Yeah. And so even making like gnocchi or something, you know, that's fun to me. So that's what I enjoy making. Mm-hmm. Okay. Throw a nice sauce on it, whatever. But yeah, gotcha. it's always fun. Stephen, what about you? All right. Well, because I don't do the cooking part. Um, I have a handful of things that he makes. Um, number one is the Mexican shrimp cocktail. Oh, it's I can delicious. eat that day in and day right. out. The other thing is what we had the uh, the last time, and it, it's that uh, ground beef enchilada with the uh, sour, sour cream, cream sauce. Sour cream sauce. That's different, huh? And you don't. And you know what? No one makes that in town. No one. But the 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 flavor is just out of this world. Mm-hmm. They'll do chicken with the sour cream if they do sour cream, but not a whole lot of places. Um, outside of that. Um, he cannot take me anywhere to have a steak because he's like, my birthday coming up, what do you want? I want that steak. Mm. He makes a damn good steak. Um, what cut of meats? Of like which uh, oh. which cut? We both we both en- we both enjoy filet. Yeah, mm. yeah, tender. Oh yeah, yeah it's always mm-hmm. tender. Yeah, and cook you know cook and six just ounces. Right. Is, yeah, it's all. But you're you right. Need. It's horrible to go to a restaurant and not have a good steak. It is. It is. Just I'm not saying that they don't have. Yeah. It's just that you know. His is the best. Yeah, his is the best. Yeah. And you can save your pennies and go to get <laughs> Tom Young. Get some Tom Young. All right, finally, I, I always like to ask an advice question. So looking back, when you first started this, would you give your your previous self any advice about what to look out for? Like I'm thinking dinner party. Got to manage garbage, got to manage dishes, make sure there's paper towels, make sure there's silverware. Like, but what kind of, anything that crept up on you that you weren't expecting that you would pass on to yourself? I would say we, we probably need a kitchen three times the size. Okay. Wow. And, um, and, and specifically for all the stuff that comes with it, because mm-hmm. if you could see my buffet, it is stacked with dishes and some of them I may have inherited, um, oh, which is actually, if I can say this, um, when we were pulling everything out after the, well, when we flooded, um, I, all of my grandmother's dishes were in there. And she was this huge entertainer. And when she passed, um, all those dishes, everything was put away. And we didn't, we didn't do that anymore. Um, we did it at Easter, we did it at Thanksgiving, we did it at Christmas. But outside of that, mm-hmm. we didn't use it, we didn't touch it. And uh, a friend of ours was helping us demo, and she was packing this up. And she goes, do you use this? And we said, no, absolutely not. And she goes, well, why have it then? Why have it if you're not going to use it? And it completely changed our mindset. And I think that that was one of the things that kind of got us started on here. Because what is the point of having all of these beautiful things if you can't use it and you yeah. can't share it with someone? Um, and so to get back to your question, um, we are at the literally brimming at the gills More space. with, yeah. <laughs> with uh, kitchen appliances yeah. and, you know, dishware and, you know, glasses and, you know. And then you get a second refrigerator? We are at the, we, in we, the process. Yeah, in the process. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine this takes storage space for it the does. fresh Yeah, food. we need another refrigerator. I actually ordered one, but it's, it didn't come in. Um, we Supply need another, chain, yeah. Yeah, we need another refrigerator for sure. Mm-hmm. Ours is full. We, we have to clean out our what we need to eat during the week just to do Sunday I, dinner. Yeah. I bet. Well, and you bring up a good point. I'm thinking this, 
like flat space, table space, mm-hmm. right? Just to, to for prepping, it's never anything I think about when I go to make a dinner. It's like, oh yeah, I'm out of space now. Where am I going to put this or yeah. this? Or yeah. well, that was space. that was one of the things we ended up tearing out the wall between the kitchen and the dining room, and in its place, we actually put and it is uh, about four and a half feet wide peninsula. Um, and it's open to the dining room as well as to the kitchen. So that is really where a lot of the magic happens um, because um, because there's so much space, you mm-hmm. know. And we can certainly we can serve off of it, but you know it's nice having that big open area. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, thank you guys for being here. I was going to mention YouTube Shorts. I didn't realize how powerful those were. We might put up a video of a security podcast or something. We get, you know, 20, 30 views because who wants to watch videos about IT security? But we put up a short 5,000, 10,000 views immediately. YouTube YouTube shorts are where it's at right now. How many seconds or minutes is that? It has to be under a minute. And it has to be uh, vertical, not not landscape. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm struggling with some of that Instagram format. And you've got Facebook format. And then you've Mm -hmm. got... Yeah. yeah, you just yep. have your presets in Final Cut Pro and just kind of throw stuff in there. Sure. Uh, and for everybody listening, Foodies of Lafayette, go check it out. Yeah. yeah thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. This is a pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. So, so Jason Stoner and Stephen Rogers uh, talking about their Sunday dinners and love of really people. I mean, all this seems like to go back to love of people. Mm-hmm. You're sharing yourselves. It's a gift for our community. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. And I want to thank, of course, Jason Sikora and Raider for making our podcast possible. Thank you, Jason. And for our loyal listeners, I can't thank you enough. We're in six and a half years now. So I've been doing this too. It kind of flies by when you do things weekly. You just do it, right? Yeah. If you haven't yet, please go to discoverlafayette.net and check out over 350 of our interviews. And uh, you can subscribe to Discover Lafayette wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening today. I'm Jan Swift. 